Welcome to the Internal Medicine for Vet Techs podcast. If you haven't joined us before, we're passionate about all things internal medicine and helping you become the best tech you can be. We'll be discussing interesting internal medicine diseases, how to work closely with pet parents, and how to become the go-to tech in your practice. Now, let's start the show. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And again, thank you for making a commitment to your learning and getting your learn on. We really hope everybody is doing well. It is, uh, I believe Christmas it is Eve. Christmas Eve. I, I have the day off right now as we're recording, but I will be working Christmas Eve. Ooh. Hopefully, hopefully things won't be coming in like the things we'll be talking about in a few seconds. You know those things, those foreign body things. But uh, we are super excited that you're here. I hope that you guys are not working on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Hopefully you guys have the day off and kind of get some rest and relaxation after the crazy that has been the last month. And I am Yvonne Brandenburg. I'm one of your hosts as well as Jordan Porter. Hello, hello, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I'm so excited. I will Mostly because to... I have three days off. Oh, nice. I I have Christmas Day, and I think I have the day after Christmas off, so it's nice. But it is a, it's a three-day week for me instead of four, so. Yeah, like I'm Not off the course. weekend. I work Monday, then I'm off, and then I work Friday, and then I'm off. Wow. That's yeah. a crazy schedule. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Nice. But my children are also off, so I will be mom duty the entire Ooh. week. Ooh. And that's sometimes a lot harder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Speaking, of, speaking as uh, someone who is crashing at their best friend's house and they have a kid. Um, yeah. I am not at all jealous of your guys' schedule. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's, it's a lot. I can't wait to get home and have my cats. Right. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I, I mean, supposedly that's this week and it's very exciting. And then, and then I'll be back in my own place and not recording in a closet, which that would be awesome. So. Yeah. But the closet sounds good. Does it? <laughs> yeah. are, you, are you telling me that I have to build a closet in my house for just to record the like podcast just, in? It's just a recording closet. <laughs> it's a recording closet. Oh my God. Good Lord. But we uh, are super excited. You guys are still joining us this week. We, this week is a little bit, we're going to, we're going to go chill this week a little bit. Not too, too much information because we want to enjoy the holidays a little bit. Yes. Um, We're going to talk about fun things. I know. It's like kind of some of my favorite things. But before we do that, we, of course, we got some shout outs this week. Whoop, whoop. So first of all, our friends over at East Coast Veterinary Education. So if you haven't met Miss Liza yet, uh, she's, she's amazing. But she did share the podcast and she recommended the diabetes episode. So if you, <laughs> well, there's two of them, the um, diabetes part one and part two. So if you have not listened to them, definitely check those out, um, get some more information about diabetes. And then I also want to mention Miss Sunette Bales. She recommended the podcast to a friend and said that it was a really cool resource for RBTs, which is awesome. I believe, I will have to double check this, but I think she is um, studying. And so this, this is helping her with her studying. 
And then we also have Crafts by Jess. By the way, her page is really cool. We'll put a link to it in the show notes as well. Crafts by Jess. She uh, She's making like surgical caps and, and, and other, you know, vet tech related things, which is really cool. But she also shared the podcast and said, absolutely loving this new podcast. Lots of great information. So girl after our own hearts. I love and, crafts. Yeah. Yeah. Have to, like, her page would be good for like vet tech week when you're like searching for what Ooh, to get your like. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a great idea. <laughs> I know. Or Support. Christmas. Cause we do like white elephant stuff all the time for. That's Christmas. true. Yeah. Mind you, by the time this episode comes out, it's probably a little bit too late. It is a little bit late, but you never know. It could be birthdays or somebody, you know, that needs, needs an extra little bit of love. If you're a, if you're a manager, you can always show some appreciation with a couple of products for, yeah. your, for your staff, or, which is really cool. Or people who pass their VTE. Mm, yeah. That's a good gift. Yep. Very anyway. true. There's and then, reasons. <laughs> so many reasons. <laughs> yes. And then we had a shout out, which this girl's after my own heart. Cause let me tell you, I was like flying high when I read this comment. <laughs> um, yes. Yasinia Nava wrote a comment on our page, on our Facebook page. I just had the pleasure of meeting Jordan at SVIM, which is where I work, obviously. And she just didn't know it at the time, but I helped with her cat named Steve, which isn't that like the greatest name for a cat? I love human I names. I love that his name is Steve. <laughs> and she, she said she had a total fangirl moment when she, when it clicked that she was talking to me which is crazy. Again, thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. Again, flying high. My head was so big this day. I was like, <laughs> I think it's really cool that she's also been listening since episode two and she's loving it, but it's super cool that she got to meet you in person. I know. Um, but yeah, that's, it's really funny because I don't think we're that cool. So. I know. Right. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, Hey, we're just, yeah recording this thing it's cool so yes yesinia if you're listening hi and tell steve i said hi and give him a nice little hug for me i hope he's feeling a little bit better (laughs) and then another shout out from uh miss fish i love it mish fish Fish. i love it (laughs) who's a student vet nurse or tech but she's a nurse in in wales uk i love your podcast awesome revision info and so many top tips um and mish has also recommended the site in the podcast to several people so we do truly appreciate it thank you again yeah i um she actually recommended it to quite a few of the students in her class mm-hmm. and they've all started listening to um the episodes to help study which is kind of amazing i you know it's funny i was talking to them a little bit about it and i kind of wish that i would have had something like this when i was going oh, to school because it would have it, 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 I think it helps when you have options, um, of how you learn it, you know, and just, you know, if I was driving to school, (laughs) I would have totally listened to something like this because that's the kind of dork that I am. So, well, that, and I think it's helpful too, like, to like hear the same topic, like several different ways. So you like read it in a book, then you hear it in a lecture, then you hear it like kind of just via just like chat. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Very true. So thank you again to all the people who listen to all the people who comment again. I know we missed some people, but we still appreciate your comments. We love reading them again. It makes us feel great. 
we do appreciate it. I don't yeah. know how many times I can say that. And honestly, we try to do our best to make sure that we respond to you guys because we are super appreciative that you guys are listening and sharing and joining the community and being part of it. Um, so definitely, you know, check out the, the internal medicine for vet techs podcast, Facebook page. Um, we, we try to do our best to comment, you know, and, and answer questions and, um, share some cool things that we find throughout the week. Um, so definitely come, come check us out there. Yes. There's several pictures of my dogs. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this week we, I don't think we have any questions that we need to answer and don't believe we have a bunch of questions from the previous episodes just because we're recording kind of one after another. So we'll be, we'll hopefully be starting to catch up on some of those, but this week we're going to, we're as our kind of tribute to the holidays, we mm -hmm. are talking endoscopic foreign body removal. Yes. <laughs> I, I have a love hate relationship with this. Yes. <laughs> I 100% agree because it's like they're super interesting until you're like sitting there for an hour and you can't get all the crap out. And I'm like, right. I'm cursing because it's like eight o'clock at night and I'm like, always dog who ate 27 wrappers. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So we, um, if you work in internal medicine, I'm sure you're going to have some cool stories. So please share them with us this week. Yes. Or just regular foreign body stories. Yeah. I love the ones where like people pull out like rubber duckies and stuff, huh. even though they're surgical, but yes, we will talk about like the <laughs> endoscopic and you don't have to cut the dog. It's great. It's yeah. so much. It's such a faster recovery because <laughs> yes. there is none. Yeah. So we'll, we'll just kind of talk about some brief stuff with it first. First of all, to have the ability to have a foreign body removed with the endoscope, it can only be in the stomach. So it's not allowed to pass any further. Otherwise, there's risks associated with that. If an animal eats something <laughs> and the owner saw it and they know it's in there and we could take an x-ray and we can see it, they're a good candidate. We've also done ultrasounds to make sure we don't see anything further in the intestines because if it's in the intestines, wah, wah. Yeah. Once it moves into the duodenum, we're kind of like, dang it. Yeah. Um, also, if there's food in the stomach, that is Ugh. a no-no because it makes it so food just cakes onto the tip of the camera and it's like near impossible. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> if it's like straightforward and the dog hasn't eaten and it's just something just chilling out in the stomach, it's great because it's so quick and well, so quick, quote unquote quick. I don't know what you... I Okay. There's a few <laughs> stories. I have a few quick stories. I was going to say quick. So the time span for an endoscopic procedure is anywhere from five to 10 minutes. Cause you go in, you grab it, you get out. Or there's the two, three hour. What's your longest? Retrieval. Uh, I wasn't personally involved with it. Uh, but my, some of my coworkers were involved with a four hour scope. Yes. I've had, that's my longest. I had a four hour Ooh. esophageal foreign body. Oh, esophageal foreign bodies. Yes. I think my longest esophageal foreign body was like two and a half hours. 
Oh, it's the worst because they're stuck for a reason. Mm-hmm. So it's just, and especially if it's like food material, it makes it so hard to grab onto. Ugh, it, just it just breaks keeps apart. breaking apart, but then it doesn't break apart enough to move down. So Ugh. you can't push it in. You can't pull it out. Oh, esophageal foreign bodies are the worst. Take our word for it. It's yes. just, yeah, ours was a pig foot and it lasted Ooh. four hours. It was a raw pig foot. Raw. So, you, like, so we couldn't Ew. grab anything. Like... It, the bone was too like it was too big for our like scope uh grabbers, grabbers yeah. to grab and we tried all of them we have these things that we call the yoda graspers because we're star wars nerds at my work yoda and- graspers <laughs> i need a pair of those <laughs> right they're huge i saw them on a facebook page and i was like i have these you're gonna have to but- show me a picture of this yoda grasper because be- be- well for many reasons, but it's also called the Yoda Grasper, which is amazing. Well, yeah, we made that up, but that's just that's because okay. they're good. Like they, they don't go in the scope. They go down next to the scope and it grabs the oh. pig foot out and they're like, they're really big, but they have like the big giant, like rat tooth and mm. then they're like super firm. So like they don't yeah. like the, it just doesn't bend as much. So it's, it's, mm. they're really cool. It's cool, but scary. Got it. Yes. But esophageal foreign bodies. Yeah. Esophageals. Oh God. I've had a couple and they just, they suck because it's exactly like you said, you know, it it can't, it's, it's stuck. So Mm -hmm. it's not coming up like the animals vomiting or gagging and it's not coming up and it won't go down because the Mm -hmm. sphincter is in the way. And then depending on how long it's been there, you get the like nasty erosion of the esophagus. Yeah. You're never really done with an esophageal foreign body because like then you have to recheck them for strictures, especially yeah. if they're regurging and then strictures, then it's all this ballooning, which are great for like technical skills. Yeah. Those are yes. like, but yeah, it sucks for the dog because I'm like, oh, it's so yeah. raw. That's going to be so bad in 10 days. <laughs> like, Yeah. I've had a couple. Yeah. They're just, they're bad. And you have to go slow because mm-hmm. you don't want to perf, right? Yes. Um, so when you're doing these procedures, you want to be really careful and you're monitoring, you know, really, really intensely because if you start seeing like the SPO2 go down or you start seeing them take smaller and smaller and smaller breaths, mm-hmm. you need to be prepared that you probably have a pneumothorax right? If you've punctured through the esophagus, you got air leaking into the chest. Yeah. You know, that that's surgery or, you know, we, we had a couple where, well, not a couple, we had one specifically, I can think of, it was like a little Maltese thing and it ate like a, a vertebrae. Like the owners gave it a vertebrae of something. I don't even know what kind of vertebrae it was, but it was in there. And unfortunately it had been there like four or five days Yeah, because it was misdiagnosed by the vet, by the primary vet. Anytime there's an esophageal foreign body on your consent form, it should say like risk of perforating because like we said, like that tissue is going to be diseased just from something sitting on it for so long. And they're like all acidy because they're trying to like, they're doing the heart swallowing. They're doing like retching. It's just, there's erosion. And so when you do pull it out, there's more damaged tissue there that you risk. Yeah. Because depending on on the size of this thing, you've got pressure necrosis. Yeah, exactly. Which that, Oh yeah. Yeah. So this dog, we, we eventually got it out, but man it i have a picture somewhere i wish i i I have to find it but that that esophagus just looked like hamburger and we were watching it so closely because the owners you know 
they were basically like, no, you have to take it out with a scope. Otherwise yeah. they're euthanized. Yeah. Like they couldn't afford surgery. So isn't it amazing though, when like they do look so bad and you're like, this dog's totally coming back with a stricture and then they don't and they're doing fantastic. Like even a month later and you're yeah. like, how? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't understand that. And then you have yeah. something that just like has a little acid reflux and they have yeah. like a stricture and you're just like, I don't I know. Get it. Right. And those yeah. strictures form like pretty quickly. We usually tell people like if your dog's regurging like or starting to regurge within like 10 days, your dog likely has a stricture. You're not normally going to see that mm. a month or two out. Like it's going to be fairly rapid. Yeah. Yeah. So esophageal form bodies suck. <laughs> um, but I was going to say we had a couple where um, we had one dog that had one of those. What is it? a comp- It's not a compressed rawhide, but like the little chipped mm-hmm. up compressed rawhide yeah um, so you know you're trying to grab it and everything <laughs> everything everything's breaking apart. off yeah um but one thing we did which was kind of cool is we took a foley catheter mm-hmm. and we slipped it past it filled up the foley with some saline yeah and then used the foley behind it to help push that was pushing from behind as we were pulling with an instrument from the front and so it just kind of helps yeah bring logic a little yeah um so that's that's just one of those things where you know if you've got a horrible foreign body and you need a little extra love sometimes you can use a foley from the other side and Mm -hmm. help get it out the key is being able to get around set of esophageal foreign body yeah yeah that's not always possible (laughs) that's very very true and sometimes and you don't know what's behind it either so yeah yeah there is that risk and but so moving into like our holiday spirit <laughs> of our stomach foreign bodies. Yep. That can be very easy. Yep. I remember there's this one time. So this is going to be a storytelling episode, right? I mean, like this is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. So <laughs> we, we had a dog come in for anemia and I was taking chest films and happened to catch like the stomach and the dog had a nickel in his stomach. Ugh. And it was. It was amazing because I'm like, this dog came in with a crit of 20, but we found a nickel. So we scoped it out and the dog like was just magically better. And the scope procedure itself only took like 15 minutes. It was nice. great because the, the nickel had a hole in it already just from being in there so long. <gasps> wow. And so like when we grabbed it, like we just, it was such an easy grab and we just pulled, it was it was the most Ugh. rewarding because it was like, we fixed the anemia. This dog was nauseous. We fixed that like, and it was yeah. great. The, the the heavy metal toxicity that's crazy yeah it was good it was the dog's fabulous <laughs> so my um my story and i and i found the x-ray because this was probably five years ago mm-hmm. it was what kind of dog was it <laughs> i'm just gonna say a lab because, i was gonna say it's probably a lab but it was a big dog it was like a lab or a burner anyways it was a big dog (laughs) and the owners were throwing a party um holiday party and the dog's running around and (laughs) he decided he wanted some cheese well who doesn't right i mean come on (laughs) so he ate the cheese off the cheese platter but also ate the decorative snowman cheese spreader so (laughs) they bring this dog in and we're like he swallowed a what (laughs) 
like a knife and they're like no you know that cheese spreader and i was like oh okay so it's not sharp thankfully mm-hmm. but we have this x-ray and you can totally see the outline of this like snowman cheese spreader yeah and uh i remember we went in and we looped his hat <laughs> and we were able to pull it out but yeah that was it, it didn't it didn't want to come out quite as easily as we hoped because the sphincter yeah. was just like eh. Like, yeah. I don't need a snowman hat coming through. What goes but, down uh, stays down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that was super satisfying to pull a cheese knife. Those are, like, the job. most fun to, like, put in a bag and give back to the owner, too. Yeah. It's, yeah. like, I'm not a fan of any, like, clothing or anything like that. Ugh. But, uh, it, uh. I, you see those, like, there's mm-hmm. Facebook posts about, like, small dogs swallowing, like, legit sharp like chef knives and people will be like they scoped this out and i'm like how how did you yeah that i could i would be i would be terrified to monitor that patient like absolutely terrified yeah the knife situation scares me any knife situation like we've scoped out several fish hooks and those are like kind of still scary but not as scary as a freaking chef's knife (laughs) yeah but I, I have a holiday. Suck. I have a holiday endoscopic procedure. This is probably two years ago now. And it was a one-year-old yellow lab. Actually, I don't even think he was one yet. And he ate a Christmas stocking, but like he ate all the candy inside the stocking. <laughs> nice. So like the RDVM had him vomit. So he vomited up like most of the chocolate, but like on his x-rays, like you could just see all the like foil wrappers. <laughs> <laughs> and there were so many of them that like they just weren't like moving through they'd all like just bunched up at the pylorus oh, so we went in and we're like it was funny too because my doctor like the entire time was like i'm not going to sit here and scope out 50 of these nice. and we did we scoped right. out, out every single one of them <laughs> and it was like an hour and a half long procedure of just scoping out like candy wrappers and the dog was great like i said had already vomited up all the chocolate plus it was like a dumb young yellow lab where like the dog right. would probably eat like a pound of chocolate and still be okay. <laughs> we followed up and rechecked the dog's uh, blood work and stuff like a week later and rechecked x-rays and the dog was obviously fine. Oh my God. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've scoped out candy like still in the wrapper mm. and it was just like melty in the wrapper. Oh. And we were like, oh, it's still good, I guess. But do you really want to eat it? Yuck. And you know, somebody I think somebody did a uh dare someone to eat it. But, oh yeah. But well we you know no. we, we work in veterinary medicine. How much I dare you to eat that? Yeah. <laughs> it was in a dog's stomach, but it was a sealed package. I can't oh. tell you how many times my doctor is like, I'll give you five dollars if you sniff this or lick this. And I'm like, I don't understand stop. why we're so gross. <laughs> like it's all think, the time. <laughs> I think it's like the way that we just get through our day. Ugh, like, probably. We just have to be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. We were I just mean, talking about something the other day too. It's a, it's a, it's a daily thing. Yeah. We, we joke about making like an HR jar at our work for all the inappropriate things. And we joke, Ooh, I think, yeah. I think vet tech Kelsey does this where like, it's like things you hear in a vet clinic. Oh yes. And oh, I, I love her posts. What did I say yesterday? I said so many things yesterday that I was like, I was like, Ooh, I got pee on my hand. And one of my coworkers was like, that's not something you hear on a daily basis. I was like, <laughs> hopefully not. And then right? if that's, if that's what you're hearing constantly, oh man, 
Well, and not to mention, like, so we had a dog come in yesterday, shocker, it was German Shepherd, and it has anal fistulas, so, like, I have all these pictures of a dog's butthole on my phone right now, Um, (laughs) because we're doing, like, comparison photos, Mm. I'm like, why does this have to be on my phone? Like, there's, like, probably 17 17 pictures of this dog's butthole on my phone, and then we're just, like, talking about buttholes all day, and it's just, man, our field is interesting. Yeah. (laughs) I feel bad. Like, so we have, um, we have people in upper management that Mm -hmm. that have come from outside of veterinary medicine and HR and stuff. And and it it is a little bit shocking for them sometimes when they walk through rooms and the stuff that we talk about. Oh, I know. I'm glad I don't have anal glands. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I've Um, I've had clients ask me before if humans have anal glands and I'm like, no. What? But yeah you you would definitely know if right? you had them you're like oh i'm feeling a little uh a little full do you mind helping me oh my god <laughs> ew <laughs> humans are gross i just can't like, humans are very gross oh my god I, like i said I was, sh- I was shaving that dog's butt yesterday and i was like i could only do do this on a dog or a cat like i can't yeah if that was my human job i would Mm-mm-mm. i would lose it no i i no. I like veterinary medicine. I'm not doing human medicine. It's yeah, gross. exactly. People are gross. Because exactly. mm-hmm. um, so here's the thing that kills me about human medicine is they th- most of these endoscopes come from human medicine. I know most of these grabbers and graspers come from human medicine. I, I think what I... are people eating? That they need to have things retrieved out of them. So, yeah, I was asking, I think, like, my pediatrician. Dogs are stupid. Right? Well, so are children. Because, <laughs> like. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was asking my pediatrician. Uh, I think I was at the hospital. Oh, no. Story time. It's my cousin. <laughs> right? So, I went and visited my cousin up in Ohio a couple months ago because I was visiting my grandpa who had a stroke. So, I'm talking to my cousin and I'm telling his wife she's like a sleep doctor she monitors people mm. sleeping and he's in the military and i'm talking about all the cool stuff i do at my job because like, i love my job and that's all i talk about nice <laughs> and so i'm talking about doing scopes and stuff like that and he's like oh yeah i had a scope done and i was like what the hell did you have scoped mm. like and i don't want to know about any like kind stuff he's like no <laughs> like like <laughs> you're like Dude. uh don't tmi me I was like, yeah, I was like, we we can't get this close. So he was like, no, um, they scoped down my throat because I swallowed a piece of steak and it got stuck. I was like, you had an esophageal foreign body? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, it wasn't in my windpipe. I was like, you're trachea. And it's funny because I was like trying to talk like medicine with a guy who has no clue. Dude, that kills me. He's like, yeah, it got stuck in my throat. And I'm sitting there trying to do this like hard swallowing. And it was like really uncomfortable. And I like pretty much passed out. And like, so I went to the hospital and they scoped out this piece of steak. And it took like an hour and 15 minutes because he had a piece of steak lodged in his esophagus. Oh my God. And I'm like, so that does happen to humans. So (laughs) basically the moral of the story is chew your food. I know. That's what I said. I was like, how fast were you eating? He's like, it was really good. And I was like, you're an idiot. Like, <laughs> oh my God, that's so crazy. But yeah. So then I'm like asking him all these questions that he has no clue. Cause I'm like, did you get a stricture after? Obviously not because you're fine. I was like, but did they talk to you about it? And were you on like sucralfate and all this like esophageal <laughs> type of stuff? And I'm like, and he had no clue. He's like, no, He's they like, just sent no, me home. Sent me home. <laughs> I was like, were you like super gassy after? Cause they got to like blow air into it. And like, he's like, I don't know. And I was like, 
you literally lived it. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I don't know. See, it's the, it's, it's like trying to, yeah. Trying to get anything medical from anyone that is not in the medical field. Right. It's painful. It is. I'm like, so what happened? I don't know. Yeah. So I was pretty impressed that he had an esophageal foreign body scope and, um, Hmm. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. So yes, humans do use it. And I know it, it's used a lot in children for children who eat batteries and crap and, and Legos. Yeah. I think they let Legos pass now if they can. Right. I mean, I imagine, what? I guess it depends on the Lego. Oh my God. And the size of the kid, I guess. Cause I, I mean, I imagine if my son <laughs> ate a Lego, he'd probably be all right. Oh my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is fine. We'll just build some Legos in the toilet later. It's cool. Yeah. Oh my God yeah that's awesome we had we we had we haven't had adventures like that yet but we recently had staples in the back ahead that was fun and i you know and i thought about it too and i was like i could totally do this at home i wonder if they do staples in kids and then we got to the doctor's office and they're like so staples might be easier because he's only five and like doing stitches is going to take longer and he's going to freak i was like sure and then i was like i could totally take these out but i don't want to do that to my own kid (laughs) <laughs> nice but I, I thought about it you know it's funny is people think that with their dogs too they're like i could totally take it out and we're like no please come in for the recheck appointment we won't even yeah. charge you for I the know. incision check come on i know i tried yeah. not to be one of those clients so i took my son back to the doctor and got the staples removed good job, good job. which was ridiculous though because it was like he went home with this whole like head wrap thing where it looked like he was in a car accident and like <laughs> there was like blood on my face. There was like, he was, it was, I was like, I should have just done this myself. <laughs> oh like, my God. That's ridiculous. so funny. The other thing, uh, <laughs> so foreign body removal, right? Right. Yeah. We're getting I, off topic. It's totally fine. It's, it's the holidays. We can do this. <laughs> uh, my doctor, I, I didn't do this one with her, but she, she had a Scotty dog. She loves talking about this story. A little Scotty dog that ate, I think it was like 20 Scotty dog magnets <laughs> off of the refrigerator. There were Scotty dog magnets? <laughs> yes. And I'm like, why would the dog eat Scotty dog magnets? I Maybe no he was idea. tired of looking at himself. He's just Maybe like, he's like, there's too many of you. I'm the <laughs> only one. Yeah. That's hilarious. That'd be, that'd be really cool. I think, yeah. I don't, I don't. I've I heard think... of Scrabble tiles. Yes. I can um, see that. My own dog ate her. some like wooden blocks earlier today. So. Nice. Nice. Good job. Hmm. Yeah. Well. Dogs. He's a yeah. dumb boy. I'm not a big fan of like any of the gross ones like we we've had to scope Uh, out tampons and underwear and i'm just i those are the ones where i'm like i gotta leave early (laughs) i just i'm sorry yeah we had oh man we had one that it was like six used tampons and i was just like i'm gonna vomit where is my hazmat suit those are the ones where i'm just like please just go to surgery like let's find an excuse for it to go to surgery yeah no which is crazy because we're women you know like yeah but people are gross and that's body parts from somebody else (laughs) that's not me this is true this is true i don't like like i'm sorry like i wore a gown gloves and a mask because i'm like i don't want that on me if it's not related to me it's funny because like (laughs) the moment that it's like human related we're all like peace out we gotta go (laughs) like no uh -uh. we're not a part of this 
I'm like dog blood, eh, dog vomit, eh, dog yeah. poop, eh, yeah, cat poop, eh. I mean, cat, oh God, that's a whole other episode of cat poop. I know. I have so many, sto- well, not so many stories, but it was like when I did get pregnant with kids and they tested me for Toxo mm. and the moment they're like, your test came back negative. And I was like, yay, I've never gotten cat poop in my mouth. <laughs> like, that was like that was my instant thought i was like this is great that's what normally happens like what no nice. well, i just that means you know. wash your hands yeah exactly like i was i was good about after cleaning litter boxes like what i did with myself so i was very proud of myself in those moments because nice. i went through that twice no. so if you ever come back with toxo sorry but somehow you got cat poop in your mouth <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised i know Te- technically if you smell it you have poop particles in you yeah, this is true. Any other I'm trying to think of other cool foreign bodies aside Always. from like we do a lot of rocks. Yeah. And fishing hooks, like I said, but we live in the south ornaments. Like near. I've heard of ornaments. I could see that. I I'm interested to see, I guess, if anybody will comment on our thing if they've ever scoped out like a knife or something. And be like, how? Like, do they I mean mine was how? a cheese knife. Does that count? I mean, kind of. The like, very the dullest knife you can ever get. <laughs> yeah, it was like a cheese spreader. I call it yeah. cheese knife because it sounds cooler, but it's really a snowman cheese spreader. <laughs> We've had like little like rubber turtles and stuff, but aside mm-hmm. from my like Christmas stocking like candy, I haven't had anything Christmas related. That was my only Christmas related one. I definitely got an ornament out before, mm-hmm. and then like the the Christmas stuffed toy things you mm-hmm. know like the chewy toy things that dogs are dorky and swallow yeah it's disappointing when you get in there though and you're like i can totally scope this out and then you realize there's like somehow some sort of like tail on it and it's already like into the duodenum and you're like damn it <laughs> oh i haven't had that we've Ooh. only had what do we we've had that with like fabric like we've gotten in there oh, and, like, yeah. there's like a big wad of carpet and it's already like into the duodenum or sometimes we've gotten in there with a cat before that had like a ginormous obstructive hairball mm. and it was like all the way down the duodenum. Yeah. We just actually, that's crazy. We just had a, I called it a trick of bazaar. It wasn't, I don't think it was really rock hard, but it was a English bulldog that had this oh, giant weird. hairball thing in its stomach. But then when we kind of dissected the hairball, there was a like, plastic from um it almost looked like from a little girl's like bracelet but it was chewed up because it was bright pink and it was like plastic and they and they had kids and so we think what happened is the plastic because it was kind of spiky from being chewed on Mm -hmm. like just kind of like the hair from the kids like wrapped up onto it and just created this giant I mean it was like a potato size we thought it was a potato um, it's like a potato sized, like hairball that we ended up scoping out, which was crazy. Holy um, crap. Yeah. And a bulldog. Huh? Yeah. It, well, I, she was probably a bulldog mix cause she was a little yeah. bit bigger and lankier, but still definitely a bully bulldog look. Interesting. Yeah. We've had, we've yeah. had mostly like rocks and like the rocks are like kind of rewarding but not as rewarding because there's usually a bunch of little pebbles with it oh uh, yeah and then while we're in there we do just try to get like everything out that we can i've yeah. had half of a tennis ball which i'm really surprised my own dog hasn't had that because she definitely eats tennis balls oh yeah tennis balls i've had golf balls Ugh. yeah 
Yeah, but Although, I think the I think the actual objects are my most favorite, except for when they're like difficult to grasp. <laughs> like, yeah, we've. I was gonna say the the stuff that swells in fluids. <laughs> like we yes. have this spongy toy one time that it went in fine, but coming out, it just oh, it was such a pain because it did not want to go through the cardiac sphincter. Yeah, I mean, trying out. to get anything through that sphincter is like. <laughs> You like you pull so slow and you just kind of hold your breath and you're like you wait for it to like slip and you can always see it too. Like if you're assisting you're with like, the scope, no! you can just see that like pop. Ugh. Or you can just see it like just slip and you're like, shit, that fell off. <laughs> yeah. The pop in the you can feel the pop when it yeah. pops off of the the grabbers. Yeah, yeah. Snares yeah, and everything. Yeah. Cause I use the grabbers mostly when I assist with uh endoscopic procedures. I do I do enjoy that. But yeah, you can feel it like slip off and I'm like, you lost it. Yeah. yeah. We lost it. Teamwork. (laughs) I guess we'll round out this episode because it's probably a little bit of a shorter episode with, you know, you got to make sure that whatever that foreign object is, it hasn't passed into the bottom. So, you know, ultrasound is good for that. You know, did do did they vomit or can we make them vomit? Mm -hmm. We've had a couple where we pre-med them and they vomit and we're like, well, no more scope for you because right. whatever it is comes out. I think um, I think recently my team had something where like a dog ate some batteries. I wasn't in this day, but a dog ate ooh. some batteries and they were going to scope it out. And they had like, they had re- done recheck films and sent it off a radiologist. And everybody was like, yep, still in the stomach. Go ahead and scope. Mm. And then my doctor was just like kind of on a whim. He was like, actually, let's see if we can make him vomit first. And then gave some like apomorphine and the dog vomited up all the batteries and was fine. And I was like, man, that saved you two grand. Yeah. (laughs) Legit. So any, any objects that you can make vomit, obviously non-traumatic objects, there's things that you go down that you don't necessarily want coming back up. (laughs) No, like a knife, like a knife or needles. Cause that's cats. Fish hooks. Fish hooks. Yeah. I hate fish hooks. I don't mind them. But we, I guess I've had good luck with them. We've had mostly good luck. We just had one recently where it was, they were going to euthanize if we couldn't get it out. Oh, that's so sad. Um, yeah. And we, you're like, it's so fixable. Why would you just euthanize? Yeah. And it was stuck in the cardiac oh. sphincter because uh, they had been pulling on it. Oh Thank God. God it was a teeny tiny little uh, fish hook, which looked giant, <laughs> of course, on the, on the scope. scope. But we ended up, because we couldn't unbury it because of how wedged into the tissue it was. So we ended up pulling, which we were freaking out about because you could see the like stomach kind of evert a little bit into the esophagus. And we were just like, oh God. And then finally it kind of came through, but it was, it was so sad because it was like this quarter inch sized (laughs) fish hook, but it was a small dog. So it was just, But yeah, it looked massive. Please, please don't pull. <laughs> Speaking of it, like of parts of the GI tract coming through to where parts shouldn't be. Mm. That is why we don't pull when things are into the duodenum. I don't think we mentioned that, but if something's already passed into the duodenum, we don't go down into the duodenum. We can go down into the duodenum and look at it, but we shouldn't pull it into the stomach and then out the esophagus because you could potentially bring the duodenum with you into the stomach. And then you have you can cause major problems. Yeah. The other part with that is if you don't know how long it is, right? You yeah. Could, if it's like a linear foreign body, you could slice through intestines depending on what's going on. Yeah. So yeah. if it's, if it's past the duodenum or excuse me, the pylorus, we, we don't, we don't pull. 
Yeah. And the rule of thumb is like, if, if you can't see the end of it, you don't pull it. And it's the same thing yeah. if your dog or a patient has something sticking out of his butt. Yeah. Probably, you're not supposed to pull, just pull, pull it out. Don't pull it. <laughs> anyway. Just, yep. All right. Cool. Well. <laughs> And now for the question of the week. Not really many tips other than what we just said. Yeah. So, but question of the week, my question at least is what interesting foreign bodies have you seen in your practice? It doesn't have to be endoscopic. It can be general like surgical foreign bodies. It Mm -hmm. can be foreign bodies that have been passed that were just really interesting. I'm not picky. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I like to hear about them all. If you have pictures and you have permission to post, we'd love to see them in the Facebook group because who doesn't like to see good pictures of, you know, foreign objects? So. Yes, please. I'll have to go through my arsenal of pictures and see which ones Yeah, <laughs> I can, I can share. Yeah. I've definitely got a couple that I can share. So. Cause I don't I'll normally sure take do pictures without permission to post them. So mm. I will. I sometimes take pictures to ask later if I can, if I can have permission. I don't think Um, I've ever had anybody tell me no when I've asked either, but so if you do have pictures, please feel free to reach out to the owners and just ask because most people do say yes, unless it's something embarrassing, then of course. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) But those are the best pictures. (laughs) I know. And then resources. um, I would say just endoscopy books. Our Bible has really an learn. endoscopic nursing section. Oh, I'm sure it does. I haven't looked at it. It's more about like setting up for endoscopic procedures and mm-hmm. like taking care of the machine and stuff. It's still a good read, especially if you are trying to convince your practice to get an endoscope. Um, and you can be like, but see, I know how to care for it. So, <laughs> so. Yeah. And that, it, that's another thing too with foreign bodies is you want to protect the scope. Um, so don't, don't, don't use sharp instruments around it. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be the one that causes the scope to go out to get fixed. It's very expensive equipment. Yes. Which I've we'll talk once. more. Jeez. <laughs> oh, we, <laughs> we will definitely go more in depth on an endoscope and, and in, endoscopic procedures and yeah. stuff like that. We do have that in our list somewhere of kind of doing a full topic on like preparing patients for endoscopic procedures, what type of endoscopic procedures we commonly do or uncommonly do. And just kind of more details about the, the setup and breakdown itself versus just us chatting about cool foreign bodies we've seen. So, yeah. All right. Well, we're going to let you guys go because it's the holidays. (laughs) It's the holidays. Um, and we, are we're happy that you guys are with us we're grateful that you decided to join us on this crazy ride uh happy holidays no matter what you celebrate whether that's christmas or hanukkah or kwanzaa see what else the winter solstice which i'm not sure exactly where that is i should know this but i don't celebrate anything at all that's fine yep exactly happy days off Happy days off. Oh, because actually, yeah, most of us are going to have days off if we're internal medicine for our ER peeps. Sorry. (laughs) We're so sorry. And we'll probably be joining you at some point for an emergency foreign body removal. Right. All right. You guys have a wonderful time off with your friends and family. We'll talk to you next week about Addison's and, um, 
you know, let us know of some cool form bodies you guys have dealt with. Yes, please. And you can share that on our Facebook uh, page. We have the internal medicine for vet techs, Facebook page, and then the internal medicine for vet techs podcast group. Um, you can definitely share there. We have a comment section on our website. Uh, so if you go to imfpp.org slash show notes, you can see what we've talked about and there's a comment section. You can kind of reach us, reach out to us as well there. So please feel free to reach out, answer our question of the week. Uh, we like to see all the cool things or just tell us a cool story. We're, we're cool with that and have a good week. Have a good one guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Internal Medicine for Vet Techs podcast. If you like what you heard, we'd love for you to share with someone you think might enjoy the podcast and make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Want to give us a boost? Please leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher and we'll be sure to say thank you. Find out everything about us at internalmedicineforvettechs.com. Talk to you next week. Bye.